I think we can all agree that the Chargers got much better in the 2022 offseason, but which unit will be better in 2022? The Chargers offense or the defense? You are locked on Chargers. Your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons. But we're heading into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. But it is Fan Mail Friday and you guys came through once again, as you always do, and we got a special shout out from Rike from the Die Hard Bolt Club on today's voicemail and fan mail episode. But David, the biggest question we had to answer and a really good question was, which will be better in 2022, the Chargers offense or the Chargers defense? The Chargers offense has done it. The defense hasn't, but hard to you know talk about how much they've added and not think they're going to be so much better. But we're also going to talk about whether we think the 2022 team could beat the infamous 2006 Chargers team, the LT MVP team, and also get into many more great questions about maybe even stealing an offensive or a defensive player from any team in the NFL. Who would we pick? But David, it starts here with a great question from Twitter. This is from Chris Saiz, who asks, which will rank higher this season, offense or defense? So I think with this, I mean, ranking higher, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you could go with that, right? So I took it as just, which one's going to be better? And I think it's a really, really good question because the Chargers offense was already good. They didn't lose much, really anything. I mean, you could still argue that they've improved, even though there weren't as many additions to the Chargers offense. But the defense, right? You do lose a couple guys, probably more substantial guys, Uchen Nwosu, Kazir White, Justin Jones, Limbaugh Joseph. But what you added there, Mack and Jackson and Joseph Day and Austin Johnson, Kyle Van Noy, Bryce Callahan, Morgan Fox. I mean, the list goes on and on, not even including the guys that they picked up in the draft. So, David, when you're looking at this one here, what do you think is going to be better in 2022? Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of alluded to my answer, uh, you know, when you were talking about this. And <laughs> it's just that we, we've seen the offense go out there and do it at, at, at a high level, at a top five off, you know, offense in the NFL type level. And so it's just kind of hard for me to sit here and say that the defense is going to come here and, and be and supplant that and be a top five or top three defense in the NFL did they get better? Absolutely. They got exponentially better this offseason. They got so much deeper. They have so much more top-end talent. They have you know guys that can get after the quarterback, guys that can take the football away. Like This defense looks much, much different in a very, very good way, but that offense, uh, like you said, is was very, very good, and, and I think they got better. I mean, they added another piece on the offensive line with Zion Johnson. They added an- another uh, you know veteran kind of threat with uh, Gerald Everett. I mean, and they didn't really lose anybody of note. So, I mean, that offense and also another year for Justin Herbert in the same offense. I mean, I think there's just too many things pointing in the offensive direction. So I think it's hard for me to say, although I think the defense is going to be very much improved. I think the offense is already really good. And I think they're going to be even better this year. 
Yeah, I mean, when you look at the Chargers offense last season, fifth in points per game with 27.9. They were fourth in offensive DVOA, which measures a bunch of different things kind of all together. So, I mean, pretty much anywhere you look, they were a top five offense in basically every statistical category. And their biggest losses were guys like Jared Cook and Brian Bulaga, right? Or even, you know, Steven Anderson, who was probably the third string tight end last season, did a lot of things, but that was, you know, pretty much what his role was yeah and then you add the likes of you know zion johnson and isaiah spiller another mm-hmm. guy who could be yep. in and back deandre Definitely. carter gerald everett another thing is david the depth right and getting yeah. a jamari saw you're out yeah. there to give you some depth you bring in a will clap on the interior to avoid a senio calamete situation right you still have you know great players and some good players on the inside and you just feel like this is a deeper team offensively than they were last season and i just think that it's hard to imagine them going backwards because of all of those factors that you were saying, right? I mean, the defense, it's coming from 27 points per game allowed last yeah, season. Yeah, a lot further that they can go, right? 26 than DVOA defensively, right? But with those additions, David, I mean, I think, what, top 10 defense? Like, anything worse than that is probably a failure, I think. With the I would agree. Have. Yeah, I think if you look at the talent that they have, I mean, the the money that they spent, I, I think that they definitely uh, expect to be in that top 10 after going and getting a J.C. Jackson and getting a Khalil Mack and, and trading him and, and ha- you know, taking on the salary that that, you know, in, in, entails. So I think, you know, they expect to be that. And I think this defense is a whole lot closer to the type of defense that Brandon Staley wants to deploy. So, I mean, when he has all of the pieces that are in place, to be able to go ahead and execute the defense he wants to run, you know, we'll be able to see it hopefully run at its peak capacity. Yeah, and I think when you're looking at the offense, I mean, there's elite players on both sides. On offense, you oh, have yeah. Herbert and Rashawn Slater and Corey Lindsley and Keenan Allen. Those are all great players. And Austin Eckler. And Austin Eckler, right? I mean, th- those are great players at their position. Then you have really good players like a Mike Williams, right? Yeah. And Matt Filer. And yeah. the other guys that they have, and Gerald Everett's a good player, too defensively I put out on Twitter the other day I don't think there's a better you know unit of four defensively anywhere in the league than what the Chargers have JC yeah. Jackson Derwin, tell me who they are Leo Mack Joey Bosa like those four dudes it's really hard I mean some yeah. teams are close and I know I had you know in those comments there was a lot of people who thought that their team had it but usually that fourth player is where there's a pretty significant drop-off with the Chargers, it's not a significant drop-off. Those are four, you know, all-pro-level players yeah. that they have right there. And that's a great foundation that then you're throwing in guys like Sebastian Joseph Day and Kyle Van Noy and all these auxiliary pieces and have guys like Michael Davis-Sante Samuel Jr., like solid pieces around that core of four guys. It should be so much better. I mean, top five isn't out of the question, right? I mean, I think top ten, though, anything worse than that is a failure. But – we did get another great question from Adrian, a.k.a. Bolt up on Twitter, and he asked, the 2022 Chargers are playing the 2006 Chargers. Who wins? <laughs> Little backstory, the 2006 Chargers were the 14-2 and team, you know, that were one fumble away from the AFC Championship game. It was Phillip Rivers' first season. It was LT's MVP season, 31 total touchdowns that year for LT, absolutely deserving of that. And a ton of players defensively. I think this question's a little early, David, but if you're picking it now, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's early. We just haven't seen the 2022 squad go out there and play football games We know what one did. We don't know what the other one's going to do. Right, and I mean, I think we can be excited about the accumulation of talent that the Chargers have put together for the 2022 season 
But we saw the 2006 team go out there and just destroy people left and right week after week after week. And they can beat you in any number of different ways. They want you if you want to you want to try to stop the run. Okay, well, they got Philip Rivers to throw it to the Twin Towers, you know, Vincent Jackson and and Malcolm Floyd and Antonio Gates, who's, you know, a Hall of Fame player. I mean, just so many different options. I know, by the way, good luck, you know, stopping one of the most dominant running backs in NFL history (laughs) and probably the best season of his NFL career by far. And one of the best seasons by any player in NFL history. Uh, I mean, good luck. And then, oh yeah, by the way, on defense, they got guys like Sean Merriman and Sean Phillips and Igor Olshansky and Jamal Williams, guys that could stop the run, get after the quarterback, take the football away. There was not very many deficiencies on that football team. And they were just one little just one little play away from taking this team to the Super Bowl and, and probably anymore. winning it. It it still I mean, hurts. They still had an AFC championship hurts, team, man. but yeah, yeah, I mean it, that that was their best shot. And, uh, you yeah, know, Marty Schottenheimer gets fired the next year. They stayed good for the next couple of seasons, but yeah, I mean that team. You have a, a dude who you know is up there with the greatest of all times at running back and Ladainian yeah. Thompson in his prime. You have one of the greatest tight ends of all time. You have a Hall of Fame quarterback. You have a true number one receiver in Vincent Jackson. I mean, they had everything that you would look for offensively and a good offensive line. The game was played better. And in a conversation like this, there's part of me that thinks, hey, these dudes, these athletes, 16 years later are on a different level, right? It would look a lot different. But having seen how good that team was, I mean, the number one offense, 30.8 points per game in 2006. (laughs) That's a powerhouse. I mean, they only had... They only gave the ball away 13 times while also having 32 rushing touchdowns and averaging 161 rushing yards per game. Their defense was seventh in points per game allowed, which seems fine, but it's 18.9. Like, that's a really good number. While also having 16 interceptions, 61 sacks in the league lead last year was the Steelers with 55, and Ooh. also four 17 fumbles. So that's, in my opinion, the best Chargers team I've ever seen. This team I has agree. to go out there and really – you know, show me something to unseat that team right now. But we have more great questions because we're talking about which is better offensive or defense of leave for the Chargers. But what if you added any player in the league on offense or defense to the Chargers? Which players would you choose? So we're going to get into that in much more after this. But it's just hard for me to put my money anywhere right now, David, on the 2006 team, anywhere else other than that, even with how good this Chargers team is. But when I'm laying any money on the line, I'm always doing it with BetOnline.net, the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast. And right now, it's a great time to get in on the action because football season, guys, inching closer, and there's a bunch of NFL futures bets you can get in on at BetOnline.net. But right now, it's the playoffs for the NHL and the NBA. It's been absolutely nuts. Overtime games, last-second goals, big-time winning buckets, and you can have an even better time watching those games when you have something going especially if your team is already out of it. Nothing makes it, you know, nothing makes you sit on your couch and watch your TV any closer than when you have some fun while you're watching the game and you can even change your fortune with live in-game betting. But it's not just NBA. It's not just NHL. There's baseball going on right now. You can go UFC if you want to, even your favorite Vegas casino games because BetOnline is the best place to place all of your bets. So head to the website or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline where the game starts. All right, David, we're continuing this Fan Mail Friday and another really, really good you know turnout from you guys. We really, really appreciate it. And again, you can hit us up always at LockedOnLAC or you can get it on the voicemail line at 323-524-7924. But 
We have a great question here from Dylan Kirkpatrick, who asks, if you guys could steal one current defensive and offensive player from any team, who would you choose? Cap doesn't exist. So David told me, I think the defensive one is, is super obvious, but David said he might go off the wall here. So David, let's start with the defensive side of things. You get to add anybody in the entire NFL to add to this Chargers team going into 2022, not worrying about the cap, who are you going with? Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious answer is probably Aaron Donald, right? I mean, I think that's the obvious answer, but that is not who I picked. And it's because of the, the how the team is constructed right now. I'm actually going with somebody who can make an impact in the middle of the defense who is they don't really have a presence there right now. And I'm talking about Colts linebacker Darius Leonard. I think Darius Leonard would look absolutely incredible in the middle of this defense where you got two guys that are already on the outsides that can tear quarterbacks heads off with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. And now you have some big hogs in the middle that can stop the run that could free up a guy like Darius Leonard to go and, you know, absolutely tear the house down. This is like a linebacker that routinely has 120 plus tackles, a guy that can get after the quarterback, a guy that can cover, like there's really nothing he can't do. So, I mean, I think him added with Derwin James and all the other weapons on the, the Chargers defense would be like nearly unstoppable. As far as a fit and filling a need on the Chargers, it's hard to pick someone who, you know, would be a bigger upgrade, you know, than what the Chargers already have than Darius Leonard. It's a very off the wall pick and it's 100% wrong. The answer is Aaron Donald. It's always Aaron Donald. <laughs> you have a guy who's already thrived in Brandon Staley's defense. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you have on the inside. To have that interior pass rush, because the Chargers don't have that right, right. now. When we're talking about improving one area, improving the interior pass rush would be a huge, monumental leap to get one of the best defensive players of all time. Not just yeah. right now, True. ever. Multiple time defensive player of the year. Inside, Aaron Donald is always the answer in any defensive player, especially, you know, cap not included, even at his age. I'm always going Aaron Donald there, even for this team, because that's still such a monumental upgrade over what they have inside because he's a monumental upgrade over everyone. He's <laughs> the best defensive yeah. tackle I've ever seen. So it's definitely true. Offensively, there's a few different ways you could go with it. I have like 17 different options here. So David, I'll let you start. Who are you going with offensively? I think I know. Yeah. I mean, this one was honestly a, a lot more difficult in, in my mind. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Donald withstanding, I think that's, like I said, the obvious answer, but on, on offense, I think, you know, it would be really awesome to, to see a, a Jamar chase, or, or, oh. a, or a, you know, I mean, in this offense, you know, just a true speed demon, you know, deep threat. That would be amazing. But he is not my pick. It is actually Ryan Ramchek, the right tackle from the New <laughs> Orleans Saints. I just think that he is the best right tackle in the game. He only gave up five sacks the last three seasons combined. This dude is the truth, the real yeah. deal. You pair him with Rashawn Slater. You got booking tackles for the next at least five years and guys that are going to make sure that no one gets anywhere close to Justin Herbert. Yeah, and I mean, that's a guy I had. I mean, you go Ryan Ramchick, you go Elaine Johnson, someone like that, where you're just getting an elite right tackle. I mean, that would be great for this offense. But I think I like this question because we went different ways. I mean, you're going the biggest upgrade, the biggest need still out yeah. on the Chargers. I'm just trying to go best player available, which is what made it tough for me because – yeah, I mean, it might be Jamar Chase. Like, yeah. that might just be the answer because if you're right. looking at what the Chargers need, Yak and a deep threat, the dude ran a 4-3-8. He can take a slant 75 yards to the house. I mean, a couple of drops, I will deal Dude's with them. Filthy. The dude yeah. is a freak. I mean, even like a Justin Jefferson, right? A 4 4 Yeah, but same like, thing. I mean, you look at the best receivers, right? The Chargers in particular have guys who aren't fast, right? But like 
Cooper Cup ran a 4.62. Devontae Adams, 4.56. Debo, right? A guy you didn't even yeah. bring up who would help the Chargers, especially with that Yank situation. He would be sure. nasty, right? Yeah. 4.48. Justin Jefferson, 4.43. I mean, it might be Jamar Chase, but here's a couple of off the wall guys, too. What about Derrick Henry, right? What about a Jonathan Taylor or, or someone like that where you're just that getting would be in nasty. the league? It wouldn't be the answer. I'd still go with a, a receiver and just get the best player that would also help the Chargers offense the most. Yeah. What about Mark Andrews? You know Ooh, what I mean? Like, yeah. get, go get yourself a, a tight end who was a number one wide receiver. He's not going to sure. help you in the speed department, but you match that dude up with Justin Herbert. You put him on this offense. I mean, look out because that dude's a freak, right? And I mean, yeah. Tyreek Hill would be another one too. Chief. Uh, off the field stuff. I'm yeah, I don't, don't really Tyree like Tyreek Hill personally. No, I mean he would be like perfect. Oh, he he's a, abs- yeah, he's a game game record. Everybody speed. knows that. I mean, that, but that no. dude's stupid, stupid, but ridiculous. No. Yeah, I mean that's. No, no. But I yeah. think I mean it, it might be Jamar. I think I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. I mean, yeah. See, I'll, I talked you into it. Huh? <laughs> oh no, I mean that's who I had. I just didn't yeah. think that you were going to bring that up. I mean, I, yeah, I figured you'd go something more. You know like what I thought you would go with, like Ram Ramchick. You know, I yeah. thought you would do something I mean, more like that. Um, but Jamar Chase, though, I mean, in this scenario, too, I'm taking him away from Joe Burrow, which, I mean, oh, yeah. me, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, see what he would do with Justin Herbert, you know, in that arm. But right, I think exactly. that, that might be the right answer, which is crazy because the dude only had one season, but he's a freak. All right, let's get to a voicemail that we have here. An old caller calling back in again, and we very much appreciate it. Let's hear what Joe from Jersey has for us. As a show from Jersey, uh, long time no talk. Uh, I haven't called in in a while, but I have been listening every single week. You guys are awesome. Um, two things, two, two players I want to talk about. Uh, Kenneth Murray, uh, do you think he's going to come back from the injury and be a, a Keenan Allen kind of like re- rebound? Or do you think he's going to be more like a Jason Brett and never really uh, get over that and always have something there? And then the second player is, well, players, Pipkins and Storm North at right tackle. I'm not as down and on the, those two as everybody else is. I thought Pimpkins played really good when he got an opportunity, although it's very limited. Uh, he's got the body. He's got the feet. Um, I think he'd do it as long as he can get the mental game down. And for Morton, I think he's an average right tackle, maybe maybe a little bit below. But we've got such a good line that we shouldn't need an all-star in every position. We need to you know, sacrifice a little bit at certain places where we can put a tight end there to help chip. We really need to. Uh, what are your thoughts, guys? Again, guys, great show. And uh, talk to you soon. Cool All right, Joe. Well, I think there's a couple of things here. I think with the Kenneth Murray situation, the reason it's different, right? I mean, the reason you can't compare it to Jason Brett or even, you know, Keenan Allen is both of those dudes show, showed they were great early on. You knew yeah. they were great. You knew they had the talent. They performed. I mean, Jason Brett was a an all-pro player, you know, when he was healthy. Keenan Allen, his rookie season came in and made an argument to be the Chargers' best receiver that early on in his career, I think he had eight touchdowns his rookie season. I mean, yep. that was nuts after fighting his way into the lineup. You just haven't seen that from Kenneth Murray, right? So, I mean, I yeah. think you can realistically hope that you see better from Kenneth Murray. I just, it, it's hard to say with either of those guys because both of those guys showed that they were not just good, but elite players. And we haven't seen that from Kenneth Murray. To the next part of it, David, feeling bad. I mean, Storm Norton was one of the worst offensive tackles in the league. I mean, maybe he's yeah. better, right? And he can become plus a slightly given up. Sure, it was the second most given up in the entire league last year. But Trey Pipkins, I like. I mean, and he was good. Like, it's, yeah. you can't look at the way he played last year when he had to play and think it wasn't good. It's just so hard to leave it in those hands between those two guys without having any kind of, you know, exterior 
competition or you know outside competition for them and just giving it to one of them that's the part that worries me yeah i agree completely i mean i i like i mean everybody liked what they saw at trey pipkins in those you know two spot starts that we saw last year but everything else that you saw from him has has been a pretty much a disaster so it's hard to have that confidence that he's going to go out there and be able to replicate that success game after game after game which is what is makes it so difficult to trust that that position is going to be able to get solved and upgraded with those two players. That, that, that's just, you know, makes you feel uncomfortable. And one of the few spots on the roster where you feel that way. I mean, I think the chargers have done a great job of shoring up most of the other holes on, on this, on this team. But when you look at right tackle and, and it's between storm Norton and Trey Pipkins, I think you want Trey Pipkins to be the guy because you saw what storm Norton was last year. And I think you saw the potential that Trey Pipkins was able to put out there on the field. He's working in the off season. He's, he's out there with Duke Mannyweather, which is great. Hopefully that translates into him being that right tackle that the Chargers drafted him in the third round to eventually be. And maybe the Chargers will add someone there, right? They've been very active on the waiver wires and with their rate waiver claims, bringing in some offensive linemen, but just no one at the caliber where you'd no one that would make you feel better about the situation. And I, I'm bullish on Trey Biggins. I like the way he looked. And I think he could be much better than we've ever seen him, right? Yeah. But it's just hard to put all of your eggs in that basket. I mean, I think Storm Norton can be a backup tackle and fill in at spots. I think he definitely can do that. But Solid just swing. when those are the only two options, it's a little scary because the last thing that you want, David, right, I mean, is to have that undo the other great things that you've done during this offseason. But yeah. maybe they will add someone there, and we will get into that as well as maybe Tom Telesco still on the hot seat and also a shout-out. From the diehard Bolt Club president, Rike Cohen, into the show. So we'll get to him in the rest of those questions. But really, at the end of the day, David, I mean, you're just afraid that Justin Herbert's going to get battered. I mean, that's what it comes down to. But why think about that when you could think of brownie batter built puffs? The best built bars out right now. I mean, if you guys haven't tried the built puffs, the first ever protein infused marshmallow protein bars. You're just not going to find anything better. I mean, I like brownies, David, but when's the last time you've been able to eat a brownie on your diet? (laughs) It doesn't happen usually very often. With Built Bar Puffs, when you get something like that that tastes so good and you get to feel like you're having a brownie on your diet, it makes dieting so much easier and it's so nice to have something that's brownie batter flavored that only has 140 calories, packed with 17 grams of protein and only has 7 grams of sugar. And it's brownie batter flavored. I mean, brownie batter is better than actual brownies themselves. Get rid of all the protein bars that taste waxy, that taste chalky. Get something that tastes like you're having a candy bar and go with Built Bars, the best protein bars out there. And we can even save you guys some money since you listened to this show exclusively for our listeners. You can go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off all the Built Brownie Puffs that you guys want. Go get those Brownie Batter Built Puffs now at Built.com and save 15% with promo code LOCKED15. I think I, I think I got David with that transition. I don't think he saw that one coming. Justin Herbert getting battered, brownie battered. You get it. All right, Beautiful. David. Well, we have more we're going to get to. We want to get to as many questions as possible. And you guys can always hit us up at Lockdown LAC with your questions. We try to get to as many as we can or send a voicemail in at 323-524-7924. But, David, we're going to try to get to as many as we can here. So we have a special voicemail on today's show, and then we'll go rapid fire, get into our lightning round for the rest of the Twitter questions. But first royalty guys how's it going it's rike from dhpc just wanted to shout you guys out because you guys help my everyday commute um drive about two hours in the morning two hours on the way home and you guys 
make it a lot better. So keep up the great work. I love listening to you guys, and thanks for all the hard work you guys put in to cover the Chargers. Go Bolts. Wow, I mean, that was so cool. I mean, thanks for sending that, Enrique. We really appreciate it, man. I love seeing everything on Twitter. And just a shout-out to the Die Hard Bolt Club because there's not many cool things out there. I mean, the way – like, I wish everyone could see Chargers fans the way that, you know, people in the Die Hard Bolt Club are, right? Because I think that is the real, you know, Chargers fans out there. And just all the events and stuff like that that you guys set up, all the meetups and everything like that, and all the different Die Hard Bolt Club chapters, which are just bringing in Chargers fans from around the country, from around the world. It's just so cool to see, man. So I appreciate everything in a four-hour commute, brother. I mean, that is Whew. rough. We're glad we can at least take Vicious. up a little bit of that time. But a special thank you to Rike. I mean, one of the hardest working Charger fans, obviously, out there to give Charger fans a better name and to help Charger fans connect, man. It's a beautiful thing. Appreciate you, Rike. Definitely appreciate the support. I mean, we love the Die Hard Bolt Club, everything they do with Charger fans and in, in the community as well. I mean, we know they're out there um, taking care of people and, and, you know, taking care of the Bolt fam. I mean, the amazing things that they've done, it's awesome, and we just want to see that continue, and it's an honor for us to cover the Chargers. So thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, it's so cool, man. And I'm always happy to just be part of someone's day, right? To be someone's first lesson is something that we don't take lightly. And we're glad even when it's the off season and things slow down that we're always here every day. And it helps when you have good questions from great fans like you guys. So thank you guys for all of that. But David, now it's time for the lightning round. And we're going to get into as many of the rest of these Twitter questions as we can on today's show. And there are some good ones, but we have to be fast, David. That's the lightning round. That's how it works. So first, get it. We go to Friarbolt, great name, Padres and Chargers, don't hate. Do you think the Chargers are done, David? No, I don't think the Chargers are done. I, I don't think with this organization, the way they have it situated now with Brandon Staley and Tom Telesco, I think that they're truly in, I'm going to turn over every single stone and try to improve this roster. And hey, remember guys, we still have post-June cuts that are coming up. And I think there's a lot of good players that could potentially come up and the Chargers still have enough cap space to be able to bring some guys in. So are they done? My answer is no. Well, the thing is, is with any deal, right, you need two to tango. And I think the one thing we have seen is not only that the Chargers have continued, right, the Chargers have been done, right, but from a lot of people, a lot of sources for a long time, and then they just keep on adding dudes like a Bryce Callahan and a Kyle Van Noy and a Morgan Fox most recently. Like, I don't think they're done. How could you, right? Because they, they've just continued to show that they're willing to bring in players late. And that's some of Tom Telesco's best deals have come really late in free agency. So I'm going to say no. What position, who it's going to be, hard to say at this point. I'm going to say no, though. So let's get to Jay Fig on Twitter who asks, do you expect Jerry Tillery to get traded in season? Depth seems to have knocked him out of the rotation. So we did talk about this yesterday with Jerry Tillery and what the addition of Morgan Fox means. David, do you see a world where someone like Jerry Tillery could get traded? No, just knowing Tom Telesco, he just doesn't do a lot of those type of trades. And also, I mean, no offense to Jerry Tillery, but, you know, he has to have trade value on to be able to be traded. And there's point. no guarantee that there's going to be teams out there that are going to be interested in Jerry Tillery's very limited services. So I, I don't see that happening. I, I think the more more likely scenario is that Jerry Tillery just finds himself on the bench more than he has in the last several years. That's, yeah, I mean, probably what's going to happen. But I think, you know, if you were to get traded, you'd have to play well enough to earn that trade value back, right, yeah. to where you're probably not trading him because he's playing well. Yeah. And if he is playing super well, the best case scenario is he hits free agency, he signs a big deal, you know, potentially with the Chargers, but it'd be hard to go off that one season, or signs with someone else, 
and the Chargers get a compensatory pick back for it, right? That's the other thing that they could get out of it if he is playing well. If he's not playing well, it's just hard to imagine they'd be able to find someone to take part in that dance. But let's get into the next one here. This is Brandon Mitchell from YouTube. He says, after all these great offseason moves by Tom Telesco, I don't want to be negative, but if we cannot get to the playoffs with this roster after all of his good work, do we still get rid of him? Bolt up, baby. So this is the thing. I mean, for them to be good moves, like it has to work out. If the Chargers aren't making the playoffs, how good are the moves, right? It's one of those, you know, chicken and egg situations. But I think obviously the circumstances matter. I think Justin Herbert being drafted by the Chargers matters a lot. Getting Rashawn Slater. If Zion Johnson plays as well as we think he could, right? All of those things are working in Tom Telesco's favor, favor, plus better draft classes. But if those better draft classes, if the offseason acquisitions aren't, you know, working out for you, the blame can only go to two people, really, right? You're either going coach or you're going GM. I don't think they're ready to move on from Brandon Staley no matter what happens, really, this season, right? It would have to be an utter colossal disaster. Tom Telesco is the next guy up, but I do think that with the moves he's made, these two are probably linked. So I don't think that he would get fired after next season, even if the Chargers didn't make the playoffs, whether or not he should, you know, whether he should or not, David. Yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think just with Brandon Staley coming in and kind of changing the culture of how the Chargers are doing things and the success stories with with Justin Herbert and you know Rashawn Slater and all the other things that they've done recently to kind of change the way the the outlook of the organization is, I think that these guys are going to be kind of in lockstep for the next several years. And I think it just he buys himself something for being urgent when urgency is needed. Like they yeah. have shown the urgency that you want, the urgency you begged for in years past. They are showing it this year. So Absolutely. I think that's another feather in his cap as well. But we have one more here from the former Chargers fan, then turned Packers fan, now back to being a Chargers fan. Donnie from Wisconsin is coming in on this fan mail Friday saying, which number will be higher? The amount of interceptions for JC Jackson or the amount of sacks that Zion Johnson gives up? No, I'm not dogging on Zion, but he is a rookie. So David, Easy, easy answer for me. Where are you going? JC Jackson interceptions, baby. I mean, I don't think it's a, a, any kind of conversation there. I mean, Zion Johnson is a, another technical freak, just like Rashawn Slater is. So, I mean, and also he's going to be in the inside next to Corey Lindsley and, yeah. and guys like Matt Fowler. So the surround, you know, the, the talent surrounding him is going to really maybe help. next to Matt Fowler. We'll yeah, maybe. Out. Right. He's playing I mean, right tackle. Yeah. 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 We, we don't know. But I mean, JC Jackson has 17 interceptions the last two seasons. <laughs> and with the collection Stupid. of talent that he has right now in the pass rush, that's going to be getting after the quarterback back in front of him i think there's no question that jc jackson's gonna have more ints than zion will give up sacks i mean his name's mr int i mean yep. they don't call zion johnson mr sack right nope. you know that'd be a little weird but i do think david i mean if you even go back to last season after odea bushi got hurt if you just combine the two guys who mostly played right tackle for the Chargers, michael schofield and odea bushi they only gave up two sacks right, right guard, i mean yeah. so right guard and right tackle they only gave up two or right guard these two right guards, Michael Schofield, Odea Bushi. After Odea Bushi got hurt, I mean, Michael Schofield took over. Even then, after losing their starter, they only gave up two sacks combined. So yeah. it was zero for Abushi, two for Michael Schofield. So I, I don't think Zion Johnson's given up five sacks this year. And I think that's kind of like the floor of what you expect from JC Jackson at this point yeah. in his career. I mean, five would be a down season for him. Yep. I think that one's an easy one. Now, I mean, J.C. Jackson probably isn't going to get a lot of targets, you wouldn't think, but when he's shadowing your best receiver, it's going to be hard to say you're not going to throw it to your best receiver for a whole game, right? And if you do, be careful because he's ready. <laughs> throw at J.C. Jackson at right. your own risk. 
you have Mr. INT and the Heartbreak Kid now in the same defensive backfield. I mean, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I think the Chargers, that's one of the big things, hopefully this year, turning the ball over, taking the ball away more than they did last season, something that's hurt them the last couple of years. They have some playmakers back there now. Can Nazir Adderley catch an interception? That'll be Please. the question. Derwin James, I mean, come on, bro. You had two bad Yeah, you, you owe us a drops. couple. Yeah, I mean, you owe yourself a couple, and I think you're going to get them this year. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Next week, the Chargers OTAs are starting, so we'll be here to cover those. And we also still want to get into, you know, how the Chargers stack up against teams like the NFC West or divisions like the NFC West, I should say, and the AFC South because that's the two divisions the Chargers are facing off with in the 2022 season. But to make sure you guys don't miss it, subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free all the time for free for all you guys on any platform wherever you get your podcast from. We really appreciate it. If you guys would rate and review as well. And you can also hit us up at Locked on LAC on Twitter on our at Locked on Chargers Instagram page and our Locked on Chargers Facebook page as well. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at Drotalk SD. And you can also find us on the show on all of our social media every single day. We post it to all those places. But thank you guys for calling in, for writing in for this Fan Mail Friday. Again, you can call in anytime at 323-524-7924. Let's get some more voicemails, guys, huh? Let's get after it there, huh? But next week, we will be back with the latest and greatest Chargers OTAs. Hopefully, we get some great stuff coming out of that. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.